New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Hey friends, thanks for tuning in again today as we continue through our study through the book of Exodus. My name is Dakota Logan, and I serve as our college pastor. And today I'm going to be reading Exodus chapter 6, verses 13 through 30. I'm going to go ahead and be real on the front end, guys. This is, uh, this is the genealogy of Moses and Aaron, but please don't click off. I know as soon as I said that, you're like, oh no, here we go. But listen, as I, when I signed up for this, I thought, God, what am I going to say? What am I going to do with, with this passage? And I feel like the Lord's given me something that will be helpful. So I'm going to read through it. So y'all bear with me. Let's knock it out. And, and I have an encouragement for you guys today. So here we go. I'm reading from the NIV. It says, Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron about the Israelites and Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he commanded them to bring the Israelites out of Egypt. These were the heads of their families. The sons of Reuben, the firstborn, son of Israel, were Hanok and Palu, Hezron and Karma. These were the clans of Reuben. The sons of Simeon were Jemuel, Jamin, Ohad, Jacob, Zohar, and Shaul, the son of a Canaanite woman. These were the clans of Simeon. These were the names of the sons of Levi, according to their records, Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. Levi lived 137 years. The sons of Gershon by clans were Libni and Shimei. The sons of Kohath were Amram, Ishar, Hebron, and Uziel. Kohath lived 133 years. The sons of Merari were Mali and Musha. These were the clans of Levi according to their records. Amram married his father's sister Jochebed, who bore him Aaron and Moses. Amram lived at 137 years. The sons of Izhar were Korah, Nepheg, and Zikri. The sons of Uziel were Mishael, Elzaphan, and Sithri. Aaron married Elisheba, daughter of Amenadab, and daughter of Nishon, and she bore him Nadab and Abihu, Eleazar and Ithamar. The sons of Korah were Asir, Elkanah, and Abiasaph. These were the Korite clans. Eleazar, son of Aaron, married one of the daughters of Putiel, and she bore him Phinehas. These were the heads of the Levite families, clan by clan. All right, I got through it. I'm pumped about that. Here we go. So the last four verses, verse 26. It was this Aaron and Moses to whom the Lord said, bring the Israelites out of Egypt by their divisions. They were the ones who spoke to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, about bringing the Israelites out of Egypt. This same Moses and Aaron. Now, when the Lord spoke to Moses in Egypt, he said to him, I am the Lord. Tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, everything that I tell you. But Moses said to the Lord, since I speak with faltering lips, why would Pharaoh listen to me? So there we are. That's the genealogy of Moses and Aaron. And for so long, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Like whenever, if I'm in a, doing a Bible reading or I get here, I'm, I'm not looking through all the names typically and trying to, you know, it, it's hard. It can be confusing. But I think I just feel like the Lord, the Lord showed me one of the reasons why these genealogies are, are in there. So the, these people, the Hebrew people, these were the people of God's promise way back in Genesis 12, when God spoke to Abraham and said that I will make you a great nation and I will bless you. 
Can you can you guys imagine being one of the Hebrew people growing up in captivity in Egypt and hearing that? Oh yeah, we're the people of the promise. Yeah, a great nation. Well, I'm not really saying a great nation, you guys. You know, I mean, they, you know, they were enslaved for 400 years. To put that in context, in 2026, in six years, America will be 250 years old. And the Hebrew people were in, in slavery for 400 years. And so I think these lists of names was to point them back to the promises of God. They were to point them back to, hey, our great, 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 great grandfather was Jacob and his grandfather was Abraham. And Abraham was the one that God gave the promise. And we can, we can follow our line back to him. And there are these leaders rising up. There's, there's this Aaron and Moses that, that are rising up. Could, could, could these be the people that, could these be the guys that God's going to use to keep his promise to us? Could there be something that God's doing here? I think that's exactly what is going on here in this genealogy. I think that's exactly what the writer's trying to do is pointing them back to remind them of where they came from and, and the promise that was given to them by God. And sometimes we need to something to point us back to the promises of God. Sometimes life gets hard. And it, it gets it gets hard to see the, the good that God is doing or or how he could be blessing us as a follower of him. And sometimes we need something to just help us to keep believing when it's hard to keep believing. We need things to point us back to the promises of God. So we, we need things in our lives. We need rhythms in our lives to remind us of the promises. Now, once we get farther into the book of Exodus, we're going to see that, that God, you know, commands them to observe festivals and things to, to make them point back to and remember what God had, had done. But we, we need things in our lives that point us back to things that God has done, what he's done for us and the promises that he's given us. One thing is going to worship, Go, going to worship each week keeps us believing. Celebrating the birth of Jesus every year keeps us believing Good Friday and Easter point us back to the cross and the empty tomb. Those things keep us believing because God has defeated sin and death. And one day he's going to come back once and for all for his people. And so maybe maybe right now you're walking through a time in your life where it, it feels difficult to keep believing. And you you feel like, yeah, I can just the way the way that that life is right now or the way that my my faith journey has been, I, I could, I could understand maybe a little of what they were feeling being in captivity for so long and wondering where God was at because I don't, I can't see God right now. I can't feel God right now. Well, remember that our God keeps his promises. And one day he's coming back once and for all for his people. In Revelation chapter two, we see this promise. It says that he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. One day Jesus is coming back and we're going to dwell with him forever in heaven if we put our faith and trust in him. And so have things, have rhythms in your life that keep you believing. 
and find some promises in scripture that you can look back to that encourage you when it's hard to keep believing. I have to do that. And so have, have passages of scripture that you can go back on that encourage you, that remind you of, of who God is and what he's doing. And we need these types of things in our lives. We need rhythms in our life that point us back to who God is and what he's promised us. Just like this text here and just like the Hebrew people um, celebrated festivals every year, we have to have things in our life that point us back to the promises of God that keep us believing. So hope this has been encouraging to you guys. You guys have a great day. We love you guys. And tune in tomorrow as we continue studying to the book of Exodus. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.